Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to share these casual interview chats with you all to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have the two amazing ladies, Gina and Rochelle from Girl Interrupted and their own respective successful businesses. With Gina founding Up To The Beat Fit, where she helps women all over the world learn to love movement, embrace their bodies and get fit while having fun through low impact exercises. And Rochelle, the founder of Seville Row, which is a beautiful branding and design agency. They have since come together to form Girl Interrupted Co, which is their podcast, helping women and entrepreneurs all over the world. And today we are going to be chatting all things building your girl tribe and having that amazing support network around you to have more success and enjoy the journey along the way. So let's get started. Welcome to my Couch Chats episode, ladies. Oh, we're so excited and privileged to be here. So excited. By the way, I'm the Aussie one, Gina. And then Rochelle, the Canadian one. It might be hard to at first to differentiate us, but I think you'll you'll get there. I think yeah. the accents definitely help. So <laughs> um, thanks for making it easy. Um, so you girls both obviously have very successful businesses in your own right. And then you've actually now come together and have your podcast, Girl Interrupted. So I would love to possibly start with how you guys met, because I think as business owners, sometimes it can be super lonely and it's really, really important to find those people that you really, really just vibe with that can support you through your journey and that can help encourage you because sometimes family and friends don't really get the business thing or they're not really the most supportive in some cases. So how did you guys meet and tell me about all of that? Oh, this is such a great story. It's like, I love telling this story. So we're going to, I think we should do this together because you'll probably like fill in the bits and I can tend to, you know, go on and on and on. So she might just, you know, cut me short. Uh, I was actually a client of Rochelle's and funnily enough, listening to a podcast, it was Stevie Says Social's podcast. And at the time I was really considering a rebrand of my own uh, brand up to the beat, which is now up to the beat, I should say. And I was looking for a branding expert, but I wasn't listening to Stevie's uh, podcast for that. I was listening to something about Instagram. I think like, you know, what to do on Instagram essentially back in the day. And I was like, love this podcast. I'm going to binge listen. And the next one I listened to was Rochelle's. And she was talking about all about how to make an epic and a beautiful brand. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to work with this girl. She's American. I thought she was American. And I thought she's going to be so expensive and she probably lives in America. And I want to work with someone local. And anyway, long story short, I went through a bunch of agencies, didn't didn't vibe with any of them and thought, what the heck, maybe I can do this from Sydney to America. And then what do you know? I actually called her called like on the phone. I didn't email. (laughs) I found her number and called her and she's like, yeah, I'm just in Sydney. I'll come to your office in Piemont. And as soon as she came in and we just chatted about the rebrand and what I wanted to achieve, I, beyond the fact that I wanted to work with her, I knew I wanted to be her bestie. Like just, I don't know, you just sometimes click with people and you connect and it's just your, 
your energy, your vibration are just on the same wavelength, right? Yeah. And like, likewise, I was very similar. Like after that meeting, I left and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be friends with her. And also someone who has lived in a few different countries, especially in part of my adult life. It is hard to meet people as you get older and really form those connections. And so, so grateful that, you know, we, we were obviously vibing on the same kind of length and, and that happened. And that was what, like almost three years ago. Yeah, almost three years ago. And I, and I will say this, that I totally understand exactly what you were saying in the beginning. It is, you know, that solopreneur journey, you're feeling totally isolated. So as soon as she came in and it was more like, I want to work with this girl, but I just loved how much of a boss babe she was. And I was like, I'm trying to run my own mini empire over here. Wouldn't it be great to connect with other like-minded women? Because in all honesty, we have friends for different reasons, seasons, lifetimes. And I love, 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 love my friends who I've grown up with, but they're doing their own thing and not necessarily, they're not necessarily entrepreneurs. So it's a very different lifestyle, very different mindset. And we have very different discussions and need support differently every single day. So as soon as I connected with her, I was like, I I need someone like that in my life that will uh, up-level my journey. Awesome. I really, really love that story. I mean, it's funny how we come across people and it's just the right time. Everything falls into place. But how did you move from that client to friendship zone, I guess, if we can put it in those terms? Sometimes, I guess, from Rochelle's point of view as a business owner and, you know, you're the client, she's the um, branding expert. Sometimes people feel like they have to, you know, put up a wall and sort of remain that sort of authority position. And so how did you sort of move through that? Was it just like, hey, let's hang out. And then it went from there. Or how did that sort of come about? I do feel like you have somewhat level of boundaries within client relationships when you're working with them. But again, it really depends on who that person is. I knew Gina wasn't the type of person to be super rigid. And so I kind of just went with the flow with it. And while I was super professional in how I liaised with her, Gosh, this sounds like we date. Like this is how she asked me out on a first date. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, you know, I think you take the right steps to just develop. If anything is developing a relationship, whether it's personal or professional, it's like the same same steps that you would take. So once we developed a rapport and working together, and I could tell that you know we would definitely get along, and Gina was looking for for something more really, even because I think at that time I had a business mentor and I had been chatting about it a little bit and she was asking me questions. And so she seemed like someone who was interested in that kind of development. And I invited her to an event. Actually, there was mm-hmm. some sort of um, panel event with some other boss babes on it. And that was our first, our first date. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, definitely making that effort to like you have to take that. It is a two-way street. Like you, you can't just kind of go and sit back and and make these kinds of things happen, especially in your 30s, which we are both in. We actually are the same age, um, revealing too much information right now. But essentially, you do have to make that effort. And it was, it was actually, I think, it, the initial start of it was when we actually celebrated the end of working together. I think you actually invited me even just for a drink or a coffee just to like celebrate. I think if I remember, something involved champagne. I do remember that. Oh, no, you actually gave me a gift card to buy myself a champagne bottle. <laughs> I remember champagne somewhere. But you do have to make that effort. And I think, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for her probably reaching out, maybe we would have just stayed clients. And I don't know. 
I think we also have an incredible opportunity, Jess. I, I don't know if you feel this way as well. Like when clients or customers become friends, it's like you meet so many people and you also have the opportunity to meet so many cool people and doing what we all do. And it's like, if that's something that you're really vibing in that kind of like client relationship, it's like taking that offline or or finding a mutual ground to then dive further into a friendship. And I feel like while I work with so many clients across the world, I might never get to meet all of them in person, but yet we chat all the time online and be like, Hey girl, what's up? Like, miss you, babe. You know, like those kind of things. And it's just really endearing. I love being able to build relationships with people like that, that goes further than beyond like the service you know, business to business component. Yeah. But that's your character I yeah. love that. as well. Like, I love that. Yeah. It's, it is all about, yeah, who you vibe with. And like you said, it is your personality. So I think that's amazing. For those people out there listening, I would love to ask you guys. So obviously you met through client relationships, but what are your top tips for other people out there to find new friends as an adult or people who sort of have similar interests. It doesn't necessarily have to mean you all have businesses, but you know, it is harder to find people with those, you know, same interests these days. So what are your tips in that area? It is a lot harder these days, I think. And you also have to get a little bit creative and if anything, put yourself out there and coming from experience, some of my best friends that I've met in my later years, in the last like five years, because I have moved around so much, I've had to get really creative with how I've made friends. So I feel like I can speak to this with a lot of experience because I moved to Paris in 2014. And so um, it was a completely new experience for me. Luckily, Instagram had just sort of was really starting then. And so I feel like I was able to reach out to people on the platform that I knew went to the same cafes as me or did similar things, whether that was yoga or Pilates. And you just kind of build rapport on some similar relationships and then be like, oh, do you want to go to this place and grab a coffee? Or I'd love to connect and meet you. Or I heard you on this podcast. I'd love to hear more in person. And so it's about finding that common ground. And I feel like us as females especially are are really lucky for that because if we do go to Pilates or coffee or we found out someone loves this cocktail and there's a cool cocktail bar, it's so much of an easier invitation to be like, oh, I saw that you like this. I'd love to learn more about, you know, this part of you and whatever. Let's connect. And I feel like females do that a lot better than males. Yeah. And if you, and I, I do think Instagram is a perfect platform for that. And I think even being creative and voice noting someone and just saying, hey, I absolutely love what you are doing in this space. And I am also an entrepreneur in this space. I'd love to connect and, you know, build my boss babe network. I think even just being as straightforward as that, you don't know what the other person needs in their life at the time. And it could just be the perfect timing for them as well. And it may not. Like I think at the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen putting yourself out there? But then I actually think what's the most incredible things that could happen out of that connection? Absolutely. I'm sitting here nodding and smiling to absolutely everything you guys are saying because a mentor taught me very early on when I just graduated uni and I was sort of trying to look to get a job and all of that sort of thing. And she said to me, you know, just reach out to these people. And I said, oh no, I couldn't possibly, you know, they're years ahead and they're here and there. And she said, why not? And that was one of the most valuable lessons I ever learned is why not? And so then I actually, at the age of, you know, 19, I was hitting people up on LinkedIn and just having coffees. And then when I started my business, Perth is a small place. So I flew all the way to Melbourne and Sydney, spent a week there. 
and just set up meetings with random people that I looked up to or who had experience in areas that I was looking to get experience in. Um, And it was the most valuable thing I've ever done because one of my good friends now who lives in Melbourne, she actually came to LA with me on a business trip. And, you know, there's so many different connections that you can make. And um, the great thing about social media is now you can have friends all over the world. Um, Sometimes you feel like you know them better than some people that you know personally in in real life. But um, it's an amazing platform to be able to find those people with those interests as well. Absolutely. And I mean, what if you didn't actually put yourself out there fundamentally, you wouldn't have that bestie in Melbourne at the end of the day. So as much as it is, oh, you know, we can all sit here and go, it's really difficult, but really it comes down to the crux of it is that you do have to put yourself out there. And things like events actually is an incredible place to meet. So beyond the social media space, another tip would be absolutely go to events in your local area that have like-minded business women. Um, there are meetups. There are lots of people throwing different kind of connection events. I mean, at the moment, it's a little bit more difficult with COVID, but in general, there are some incredible events that we've met other fellow boss babes that are in our, our network now just by literally going up to that person and going, hey, I'm Gina. What do you do? I do this. You know, what, why are you here? Like just literally go back to basics and, and strike up a conversation as corny as that sounds um, and, you know, be there and follow up. I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's like, okay, you've met someone really incredible, then DM them, voice note them the next day, email them, message them, whatever contact way you have to reach out back to them and just say, hey, I really loved connecting with you. And then maybe even invite them to something else, just like Rochelle invited me to an event um, or take, go, go out for coffee or do something, but follow up because I think, you know, again, it's a two-way street and it does take time and effort. Yes, that is super valuable um, and super important. Just on that, do you guys feel like you're more introverts or extroverts? Just on a little bit of a side note. Well, what do you think Gina is? <laughs> <laughs> that answers the question. Uh, no, but we had we were chatting about this before. Like, I definitely feel like I thought when I was younger, I was a lot more extroverted. I definitely feel like I'm an introverted extrovert. And you, well, you said you're an extrovert. You're kind of feeling a little. I think as I'm getting older, there are, because especially as running your business, running your own business, I'm sure you can relate as well, that you put so much of yourself out there and you show up on the daily to really give a lot of your energy to the big wild world, wild world, um, social media space, etc. So to re-energize and give back to myself, I have had to retreat a little bit more inwards and actually take time off, off social uh, media and offline so that I can give back to myself so I can show up as my most upbeat and vibrant extrovert itself. But definitely those introverted moments are the moments that actually give back to myself and give me that energy to do so. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say, because I myself am very introverted. (laughs) And so I wanted to sort of touch on the fact that, you know, putting yourself out there, even just DMing someone on Instagram could feel super unnatural or sort of out of the ordinary for someone who might be more introverted or who has never really put themselves out there or even the thought of going to a networking event on their own might be super, super scary. But I've found the most valuable thing I've ever done is going to those events by myself, traveling to Sydney or Melbourne by myself because it almost pushes you to 
meet new people. So I was just wondering if you guys had any tips on that area, if someone is sort of new or feeling like really nervous about putting themselves out there. It really is daunting. I feel like there's no doubt about that, irrespective of the situation. And I've been in that as well, where I've gotten to events um, by myself. But what what you kind of have to look at is almost reframing the situation and realizing how many exciting people you can meet and great conversations you can have, but like almost psyching yourself up and even saying, you know, personal mantra or something like that, like something as simple as I can do hard things and really feeling into that because I think if if anything, it's going to give you the confidence to go forward and connect with these people and put yourself out there. Like Gina said, anytime we've been at events, I've also literally gone up to someone if I see them on their own or if I've been by myself, I go up to someone and say, Hey, I'm Rochelle. I'm here on my own. What do you do? Or or how can we connect? You know, like that kind of thing and start a conversation. It's like everyone is there on the same kind of playing field. So it's remembering that and not thinking that you're any less than anyone else. I know that it takes courage to get there, but I feel like it's just taking that first step of believing in yourself. And your vibe attracts your tribe. So I also feel like if if you're an introvert and you do go out and put yourself out there, most likely you may even attract another intro, fellow introvert versus another extrovert. And then you can be introverts together. It doesn't have to be this whole like I'm not going to resonate with the people there and put, putting myself out there just because you're an introvert. At the end of the day, you are at this event for a reason. I think it always has to come back to that. Like if it's a networking event, everybody has the same mindset. Even the most extroverted of extroverts are still nervous to go up to somebody new. It's just the fact is, is that you've got to come back to what will you gain from this experience? You can make so many incredible connections and it could be the game changer you really need to get off that solopreneur island. And even thinking about it too, we've had this conversation, like if you go to 10 networking events and you go there with the goal of meeting one person at the end of those 10 events, you know, 10 new people, which like you said, Jess, you even put yourself out there to gain new experience and insights in areas you didn't necessarily have. And like, look how much better off you probably are having all of that, but putting yourself out there to get to that situation. Mm. That's something you can't learn on a YouTube video. No, hundred percent. they definitely do not teach that at uni. <laughs> no, no. we've said this before. Like, why are there not courses and like classes on this type of thing? Like networking, that would be an incredible skill to have learned at an early age and like icebreakers and all that stuff. But mm. But I mean, fun for ourselves. I, I, I felt, I feel you exactly because I flew to LA. I mean, I kind of did a crazy thing. I flew to LA for a weekend, a literal weekend, because I wanted to go to this um, Boss Babe event run by Lori Harder in the States, in California. And she was doing a three day meet your tribe event. And I went by myself. I was nervous as heck. And there were so many people. And I remember seeing, hearing her on stage. She's like, There are so many people right now sitting in their rooms, not wanting to come, even though they've come all the way here because they're nervous as heck, just like you are. So if you see someone alone, go up to them, chat to them. And it was literally like, I just had to kind of like, what did I fly here all the way here to do? And it was to connect with others. And I literally just made one friend. I I didn't need to make any more, but that one friend now is like my LA friend. And I, and I love that, that I made that connection, but 
I had to be that awkward Gina, even though I am an extrovert, like go and shove myself into random groups of people and go, hi, I'm all the way from Australia, you know, and and at times that felt really awkward because there are things like clicks and stuff, but you kind of just have to keep pushing and keep trying. I mean, if you don't try, you don't get. Absolutely. And so just on that, you know, they do say it's who you know. And I know when I started my business, I knew absolutely no one. And throughout my journey, I've made it, you know, I put myself out there, flown all around the world to meet these people, to build the connections. But it's not just who you know, it's about the relationships that you have with them. And so what would you guys both say is the best way to sort of leverage those relationships to help you succeed in your own business and also to help others succeed in their businesses as well? I'm going to go give back to them, give value to them first, rather than take thinking of what can they do for you, figure out first what you can do for them. And then, then you will build that rapport because you're not just a a taker, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like with any relationship to really let it blossom, you have to bring something to the party as well. So think first, how can I add value to this person? How can I nurture their journey? And then in turn, that person will be able to nurture yours. That would probably be my biggest piece of advice. What about you? There's so many different ideas swirling around in my head. One thing that I will say, and I do agree with you, what you're saying, Gina, about giving value, but sometimes asking is the hardest part and you don't realize who's in your network to actually be there and help support you until you ask. And I say that from starting my business, I felt like I had a really, really strong network when I was living in Toronto. And then when I moved to Paris and that's when I started the business, that's sort of when I kind of put a call out there of saying what I was doing and just sharing that message. And kind of the response I got was incredible of people even offering to help spread the word or things like that. But had I not put myself out there to announce what I was doing or to even ask specific people for help in areas, I wouldn't have gotten anything. So I think the important part of having a network or even having friends and family. If you have a Facebook page, you probably have, or Facebook um, account, sorry, of even just friends and family, you already have a ton of people who are engaged with your, you know, your personal story and your personal brand. So I feel like it's really about leveraging the low hanging fruit of those people who are already invested in you. And then for those others that you want to get to, like Gina said, try and figure out ways to add value to them before you ask. And it is about exactly like you said, getting vulnerable. I think when you allow yourself to get help, you often are overwhelmed with how much you'll receive. Yes, I, that both of those two tips are the perfect combination to any sort of relationship in general, I think is really, really key because, yeah, like you said, Rochelle, a lot of people are afraid to ask or they don't know what to ask or they don't want to ask too much or they don't want to hassle people and all these thoughts go through their heads and then sometimes they just don't ask and then the relationship sort of fizzles out. So, I think those are both super, super valuable. And it also comes down to, like you said, Gina, the law of reciprocity. It's like built into our brains, you know, from way back that, you know, if someone buys you a coffee, you feel like, oh, maybe next time I'm going to buy them a coffee, you know, and it just is human nature to want to help people back. So I think those are both super, super valuable uh, tips for everyone to take away. Before we wrap up, I would love to ask you girls, 
this is kind of off topic from what we've been speaking about, but I know you both have so much knowledge um, in both your respective areas. So I would love for you both to possibly share like the best piece of advice you've ever gotten in business or the best piece of advice you'd like to give um, for everyone listening as well. Mm. Holy moly. <laughs> Ready to go first? Yeah, if you know what you're I know, I know exactly what it is. It's uh, imperfect action is better than none. And that's probably the biggest thing um, that I've had to learn uh, because the perfectionist in me wants everything to be set up just 110% right before it happens. And then what ends up happening is you don't take any action at all and your gift is not shared with the world. So for me, um, everything I do now is like, how can I put this out there in the fastest way possible? It doesn't have to be perfect. I can tease it out, nut it out. I can perfect it over time. But how can I share my gift with the world as quickly as possible in whatever way that looks, even if it's rough as guts? Um, That is sort of my approach because fundamentally doing something is always better than nothing. Amazing. I love that. That is very true. I do like that one. Mine isn't necessarily a quote or well-spoken as Gina's, but it's more along the lines of the fact that we already have all of the answers to what lies ahead. And if we take a moment to really think about that and really sit within what feels best for us, it's already there deep down inside. But the whole thing is to quieten your mind and to give yourself that space to allow yourself to listen to what's there. And that's where you'll find the answers. So that's definitely something I, I lean into a lot because we we tend to make things so much harder for ourselves than what they are. And we seek others for their opinions to our problems, even though we already know how to solve them ourselves. Oh, amen, sister. Love that one. It's so important. And do you set aside time or do you just sort of feel like I need to make this big decision and then give yourself the space to sort of lean into that? How do you go about that? In a perfect world, I journal about it. Sometimes I don't always get there, but yeah, I definitely, things will pop up, ideas will pop up. And I'm like, don't forget to um, write about that later because yeah, like I said, we always have the answers and it's just about giving yourself the time and the capacity to think about them. What I think also really helps is having almost like an accountability buddy. So if something's really bothering me or, or where I'm at, I might voice that with Gina. And while she'll be a sounding board to listen to what I have to say and she'll repeat back anything that I might need to hear, I know that she's a vault. So if I come back three months later and I'm like, I'm still thinking about this or still have this problem, she can at least again be a soundboard to be like, you were already having this three months ago. So what like, what action are you going to take? <laughs> she's laughing. But I think it's important to have that because if you don't have the accountability to get something off your plate or off your shoulders, you know, the first time around for yourself, bring someone in who's really close to you and who you can really trust to just give you the hard truth to like get you unstuck because we just don't have the time to be dwelling on these things. Mm. I'll be your, I'll be your unstuck partner. (laughs) (laughs) No, sometimes we all need that sort of um, blunt honesty. I mean, you know, we see it in our own feelings or our own thoughts for so long. And that's something that I work with my coaching clients a lot on is, you know, what are we actually going to do about it? Or if they come back to me and they still haven't taken action, then we need to figure out maybe why. So everyone, everyone definitely has those. So I think those tips are really amazing. And the fact that everyone can sort of see they're not alone with those feelings and thoughts as well. So I think you guys have given us so many amazing tips 
on finding your girl gang, finding those people that really vibe with you and also just building that support network because as entrepreneurs, it is more important than ever, especially during these COVID times. Um, I think it's just super, super valuable to have those people around you, even if they are through Instagram or through Zoom or online, it's just super helpful. So thank you so much for sharing all of your tips. Where can everybody find you guys both through Girl Interrupted and individually? Well, we're at Girl Interrupted Co. on the gram and our podcast, The Girl Interrupted Podcast is available on all the channels. And I'm at Sable Row on Instagram. And I'm at Up to the Beat Fit on Instagram as well. And that's definitely where we, we both hang. I mean, yeah, Instagram's the jam, right? Awesome. Well, I really thank you girls for joining us today and providing so much great insights and tips that everyone can really take away. So thank you and have an awesome day. Thanks so much for having us. Bye. I hope you all got so many tips and you're going to go out there and find your girl tribe ASAP because it is so, so valuable in this day and age. And the girls gave so many amazing tips. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe and screenshot and share to your social media. Don't forget to tag me at jess.williamson8 and I will reshare the love back. So thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I will see you guys soon.